Welcome to the Home Inspector Marketing Podcast. Because you're a home inspector looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line, you are in the right place. For additional training resources on how you can grow your home inspection business, go to microreturns.com right now. And now, here's the podcast. Hi, this is Mike Crow, and I run a home inspection business. In fact, I've run a couple of home inspection businesses. The true joy for me, though, has been helping literally thousands of home inspectors build really solid home inspection businesses as well. We can help a single man operation be able to do over $300,000 a year, maybe all the way up to $400,000 a year as a single inspector operation. Even better for me is the 80 plus companies that we have helped be able to build million dollar home inspection businesses. I would like to help you be able to do the same thing. I'm gonna give my dad super credit. My dad is 82 years old, all right? We carry the same cell phone. Now, keep in mind, I buy both of them and I teach him how to do it. And sometimes we walk into Best Buy because we we have a phone from Best Buy and I walk up to the counter and go, teach me something new about the phone that I don't know. And he goes, well, they're not used to that, by the way. They're used to people coming in with problems, right? I go in and say, teach me something I don't know. He goes, well, you know this? I said, I know that. Uh, And I said, but that was a good one. What else you got? He teaches me something. You know what I discovered? I discovered that if I turn my phone on and I simply swipe my hand across it, it takes a picture of the screen. I had no idea. I use that all the time now. But my dad was standing there with me as well. So stay technically up to date, okay? Uh, and uh, there's so many things there. And of course, one of the things that I do, I don't know, how many of you got kids again, right? Can I tell you a big secret? You buy a computer, buy your kids one. They're going to teach you how to use that thing 10 times better than you do. Will that cost you a little bit of money? Yeah. Okay. We used to have six computers at our house. Right, Jonathan? Uh, Jonathan had A-plus training. Okay. Uh, Alex had A-plus training. They learned how to do more with computers, and they helped keep me technically up to date. Okay. Uh, number eight here, and I started this one big sign, and this is stay ahead. All right. So I imagine if this were the Texas Motor Speedway, and around the outer here is the, is the lap, right? That's the straightaway. Okay, what happens, what do you do when you get in the straightaway? Go faster. You go faster. I mean, I give it the gas. I am going to tone that thing up as fast as I can. What happens when I get to the curve? Slow down. I slow down, okay? And I try to go around the curve and get around the curve. So me and Kevin had the wonderful time of being able to go, and Jonathan had the wonderful time to go out to Texas Motor Speedway and do one of those things where you race the cars, right? We have pictures. I mean, I think he was the second fastest in our group, okay? Um, And we had a credible time about that. Um, uh, there is a white line at the curve that you follow to go all the way around. That's somebody thinking ahead, all right? For people like us that really don't probably need to be driving 300 mile an hour cars, okay? Um, so think ahead. Don't just wait for hassles to appear. Find ways to prevent them before they happen. And once they do happen, right, figure out a way so they never, ever happen again. Okay, remember the old Navy saying for every regulation? This is kind of sad. <laughs> I see Greg shaking his head, you know? Okay, for every regulation, there's a dead soldier. So there's a reason that regulation's there, okay? To some degree, I tell inspectors for every, for every you know, process that we have, there's an inspector that had a complaint or an unhappy camper. And I want them to understand it's not there because I want it there, it's there to protect them. And it's important when people understand that it's coming from their perspective, their, their 
needs, okay, in different parts of that. So think ahead. Uh, and then number nine, look at your personal processes. Many leaders stay on top of the systems for their employees, but they ignore their own, all right? Wow, I, I see that all the time. And you know what I, I hear people say? Management is boring. Guess what? It's supposed to be boring, okay? I know that sounds terrible, but management, if you want excitement, then go become a race car driver. Thank you very much. Go become a race car driver. And of course, his point was that good managers aren't there to seek thrills. They're there to keep things under control, minimize the unexpected disruptions, give their employees the consistency they need to do their best work. How would you like to go into work every day and wonder what kind of mood the young manager is going to be in that day? No, absolutely not, right? And, and by the way, I've worked places like that, okay? And I've had people work for me that wondered that once or twice, <laughs> you know? And I've learned, you know, to be a little bit more consistent in my approach with people so they know where I'm at. Good processes ensure that you attend to, attend to the routines, the necessary, the predictable tasks, freeing your mind. Now, one of the things that I learned in the E-Myth Revisited was the whole part of, um, the whole part of having checklists. When you have checklists, and you've heard Davey talk about it, Jonathan has taken so many of our checklists and he's moved them to Google Docs or Google Forms or whatever you want to call them, okay? And he set it up so that it's on TVs in our office. Anybody can walk in and immediately see where we're at, okay? Uh, was it you, Vance, that said something about, um, maybe somebody else that said they had a system uh, and they put it up, I think it was somebody else that said they put it up and everybody could go, oh, what needs to be done today? Oh, no, it was you, Greg, uh, you said it, in the fire department. Oh, there's this list needs to be done, and you know, two or three guys start building on the list, and everybody else goes, oh, I need to work on that list too. And by, before they know it, the whole thing's done, right? You have the same kind of list bring in your office, right? And that list needs to get done every single day. But if somebody doesn't start on it, if somebody can't see that it's being worked on, uh, they don't want to be the only one working on it, okay? Uh, we have to get it started. One of the things that I will tell you is that uh, I wrote out here in the book on page 160, focus time. You need systems in your business. When are you going to put them in your business? Every, two, every week, for two hours, you need to write on your schedule, focus time, and you need to write on your schedule the system that you're gonna build during that time. Am I gonna build business cards? Yeah, and by the way, in focus time, I wanna build what I call stackables. And a stackable is something that once it's built, you don't have to touch it again for a long time. The whole key thing, right? You and I will never have to deal with that probably again because we built a stackable around it. We built focus time. Now, unfortunately, it hit us in mid-strength but what I know is that you're now building that for every single one after that. So there's focus time. So it takes a while, but eventually people learn that, you know, they don't have the time to learn time management. Uh, wait a second. It, it, uh, well, all right. So here's the way he says that. Here's what I learned about time management. Most people that don't have time management are the ones that need it the most. I probably said that wrong too, didn't I? So let me just read it. I learned to lead one full life instead of trying to lead two separate ones, one business and one personal. Did you catch that? Most people think you keep business and personal separate. Jonathan, do I keep business and personal separate? No. No, not even a chance. Susan, do I keep business and personal separate? Not very well. No, no. No. In fact, we just went to Maryland, right, and uh, Washington DC to go see the cherry blossoms, right? We had a great time. We also visited three members. We also attended uh, a mastermind group. We also uh, did this. We also took a, a tour of Annapolis, okay, which was amazing. Most people, the, the world wants to try to tell you, keep them separate. 
Well, you call it a tax write-off, <laughs> call it whatever you want. But I'm going to tell you that the, for the really, truly successful people, there is no difference, okay? And as you can see, management and leadership are closely connected. All right, let's go back here. I learned to enter personal necessities. This is important. I've said it many, many, many times. I love the fact that he said it here. I learned to enter personal necessities, time with family and friends, and my daily workouts as appointments on my calendar, just like any business meetings. How many times have I told you put date night on the calendar, right? How many times have I said, hey, you put uh, family night on the calendar, okay? Now you know I have put out the trash on my calendar, all right? Um, but you know what, it's there, it's there. And then I, honestly, I don't worry about it anymore. I, I learned something very, 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 let me try this again. I learned something very, very, very important. Your brain is for processing not storage. Do I remember things? Of course I do. I will tell you, there's a reason that we have nameplates at everything. So I don't have to, that's a system. I don't have to worry about uh, remembering somebody's name, okay? Thank you very much. So as you can see, management and leadership are closely connected. Managerial skills, managerial skills give you credibility unless you are organized and do what you say you are going to do and keep your promises, you will never be considered a great leader. You'll never be considered a great leader, all right? Uh, and so here's what I put it down. Management and leadership are closely related. A lot of times people want to say they're a great leader, but they're, but they're, they're terrible at management. Not true. And I'm going to tell you something I told my kids, and I tell my kids all the time, and I tell people. You want to be a great leader? Jonathan, if you want to be a great leader, what do you have to be first? You have to be a good follower. If you cannot learn to follow, you can never learn to lead. And I learned to follow, people in the military learned to follow, people at Disney learned to follow, and, and be, by the way, be inspired by people, okay? Uh, I am inspired by people all the time. That's my way of following people now to some degree. Shakur, you inspire me more than you'll probably ever know. And I, I just, I love watching what you're doing with the Airbnbs. And I talk about you probably at least once a month to somebody, all right? Gabby, you inspire me with what you're doing with people out there. And what you don't realize is, I, I, I think this may be one of those things that Facebook got right. Follow people. I follow people I want to be inspired by. I follow people that I want to see what they're doing and how they're doing it. So anyway, so that's that chapter. Uh, they do have a whole bunch of uh, 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 little things here uh, that to do towards the end. And uh, actually, number 11 in here was periodically evaluate the challenges you make, uh, and then there's action steps. Here's one of the things that I want to point out, the last thing I'm going to point out on this. This says take 5 to 30 minutes each morning to plan your day. That's focus time. Now, I'm going to tell you that I plan my day the night before. I, I, plan, my day some, I plan my day sometimes weeks before, all right? Uh, I'm really weird that way. So when I'm getting ready to leave town, I don't get up and pack my suitcase that morning. I pack it the night before. It's sitting by the door. So when I get up, even if I'm leaving at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or 2 o'clock that day, it's still packed the night before. Here's one of the reasons I do that. One of the things I've learned is that, oh, yeah, I need to take that with me, too. Because my brain starts filling in little things that I may have forgotten to put in there. Okay? Uh, and the last trip, I did really, really well with that. Take 5 to 30 minutes each morning to plan your day. Keep something there in your master bathroom, your shower room, whatever it is, so that you can write on it. You may be standing there nude and then go, oh, yeah, I need to make sure such and such happens. If you don't have paper and a pen there, 
it's gone. And it's gone the rest of your life. And that's the thing people don't understand. Your brain gives you the opportunity to do stuff. Here's the other thing that I will tell you. Most people with sleep disorders is because they have too much on their brain. Write down, brain dump everything you can at night. And in the morning, by the way, you'll have more to add to the list, but brain dump everything you can. You'll be amazed at how much better you'll sleep. And it's one of the reasons I sleep incredibly well. I sleep incredibly well. I go to bed within five minutes, I'm asleep, aren't I, Susan? Absolutely. Absolutely. Every night. I have a pattern, I have a set, and, but I write down anything that I want to make. Um, and I will tell you some of the part is that is that I text myself. In fact, um, um, maybe later or whatever, I might read some of the top texts to you. You might find it. Susan was watching me at church, and I think I probably annoyed her. because goes, he's texting in church. Okay. By the way, I was ahead of the curve. And so when they you know, said, please get out your Bible, I got out my phone. And Susan went, stop that. <laughs> okay. You know, it, it, but I was bringing up my Bible on my phone, you know. Uh, but, you know, sometimes the world's not ready for you know, the technology. And sometimes what you do affects other people around you. So I did, I stopped it. But now they're saying, get out your Bible or your technology or whatever you use to, you know, to read the scripture. And, and so it's kind of fun now, okay? Um, there's a lot of things that are important. The whole essence of this chapter though, the whole essence of this chapter goes back to the very most important thing that I teach you to be successful. And whether it's marketing, okay? Or whether it's admin or marketing, or sales, okay, or your service, or as Davey has helped me add to my uh, business bullseye, getting paid, okay, it's all a system, it's all a system. We hope you enjoyed the podcast, and as a friendly reminder, if you're looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line as a home inspector, go to microreturns.com right now.